Lasting Love Podcast, presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Roy Biancolana, and today we turn the tables. Today we talk about what men want. I want to offer, you know, a little straight talk to women on how to become irresistible. And, you know, the last podcast was what women want. And so we talked about the aspects of the divine masculine, right? Those, those aspects that are present within all men. And the more that we allow our clarity of purpose to show, the more we strengthen our presence, the more our hearts are open, the more we have a curious spirit, the, the more trustable we become as men and women find us irresistible, okay? Now we're going to turn it around. And let me just cut to the chase here. Maybe you don't even have to listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> this part right here might be enough for you. Although I suggest you, you, you stay tuned in as we unpack this definition I'm going to give you. Um, what do men want? In a word, the word that I use, I'm not the only one that uses it, of course. Men are attracted to radiant women. The masculine is looking for radiance. Now, what is radiance? It certainly has nothing to do, let me underscore the word, nothing to do with conventional beauty. You know, the women who walk the runway for the Victoria's Secret uh, fashion show or whatever, they are not necessarily radiant. And a woman who might have just very normal and average physical appearance is not less radiant. She could be more radiant than one of the girls on the runway. Because we're not talking about conventional beauty. It's not about the size of your boobs or your butt. It's not how high your cheekbones are or how glamorous your hair is and what you wear. It's not about your makeup and your style and your clothes and all that. It's got nothing to do with that at all. Radiance is an inner quality. It's the shine of your beingness. And so here's the, here's the real definition. Radiance or the degree to which you are radiant, because every woman has radiance. The issue is how bright is it, right? How, how much shine do you have? So the issue is how much radiance, and that means how free is the life force able to move through your feminine form? Radiance is about the life force moving through your feminine form. The more that life force is allowed to flow freely through your feminine form, your body, the more radiant you are. The more that life force is blocked, 
or somehow inhibited, the less radiant you are. And I'm here to tell you that what men are really attracted to is radiance, even the mediocre ones. Just that the mediocre men would just call it conventional beauty. They, they, they would recognize what I'm talking about, but they might not emphasize it. So this conversation, just like the last podcast, we are talking about men and women of some depth, like the people that listen to this podcast, right? I mean, this is a mindful, conscious approach to everything concerning relationships. And if you're into this podcast at all or listen to it with any regularity, you must be into the deeper approach to life, a more conscious approach to life, a more mindful approach. And so that's what we're speaking about in this. Now, again, I want to stress that it would be silly to say all men are the same and all men want the same things in women. Okay. That's ridiculous. Men have different personalities and and temperaments and preferences and tastes and we're brought up differently. We live in different parts of the world. You know, we have different cultures and, and different cultures consider beauty differently from culture to culture. So the idea that all men are the same and we all want the same things is kind of crazy. And yet, when we're talking about the masculine, the divine masculine, there are really there really are a general set of qualities of the feminine that all masculine beings find irresistible. It's like we, we can't take our eyes off of it. Have you noticed how much men like to look at women? How they can't take their eyes off of a woman when she appears radiant to him. There, there is something magne- magnetic about it. It's unbelievable. Men pay huge amounts of money to look at women. Okay, So what is it they're looking for? And what are the men of depth, uh, the men of consciousness, the kind of men that you could trust, the kind of men that you really want to attract? and date and fall in love with and marry. You know, what? what is it about your feminine that they find irresistible? And I am maintaining that I don't care if a man is in Asia or Russia or South America or in Chicago where I live, that there is a set of qualities in the feminine that when they are displayed, when they are shining, through a woman's body that we find them irresistible. Now, what's going to be fun about this discussion is the things I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to describe them as like the facets of the feminine, kind of imagining um, a diamond. You know how a diamond has different facets, right? And the light shines on a diamond and it sparkles and all the different cuts and facets of a diamond. That's 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 what a woman is. She has these different facets to her, different aspects of her feminine, different aspects of her feminine radiance. There's six of them. Okay? Now, the thing that I want to share with you, and here's the really good news, you do not have to try to create these in you. 
You don't have to try to set out to develop them, to sort of create it in your life. These divine facets of the feminine are already you. They they are who you are. They're already there. You just need to perhaps learn how to stop blocking them, right? Think of your radiance as shine. Your radiance is like the sun, right? You know the sun is always shining, right? It's only because the earth turns or because there's big, thick clouds that you don't see it. But the sun's always shining. It's always there. Your radiance is always there. It's always shining. It's just that sometimes there's some thick clouds that block it and you can't see the sun and you can't see a woman's radiance and she becomes less desirable. She becomes less magnetic. She's less irresistible. She's less attractive when her radiance is blocked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain the six facets of the divine feminine that that are yours by your very nature. But then I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about how those things are being blocked. Because that's really the issue. The real issue is you want to raise your radiance. You want to brighten your shine. Because the brighter you shine, the more men will see you. Right? The, The more you're going to catch their eye. And the more you're going to be desired and wanted and pursued and basically worshipped. Okay? So... That's a, that's a critical point here. In fact, it's really true of any kind of spiritual growth. If you ever come across a spiritual teacher that says you're so, you have to become something that you're not already, that you have to create something or develop something, they're a false spiritual teacher. Okay? So Michael Bernard Beckwith, um, he's a, a solid spiritual teacher. And his he has a quote that goes something like, of spiritual growth is not about acquiring something or becoming something. It is about releasing something or letting something go, right? What he's saying there is you are already that. You are already a radiant woman. The issue is, are you somehow blocking it? Right? So you don't have to become a radiant woman. You already are a radiant woman. It's just about clearing away the clouds and the sun will shine. All right? So let's just dump, let's, let's uh, jump right in here. Um, and I want to walk, walk you through these six divine facets of the feminine. Like imagine you're a diamond with six sides to yourself. Okay? So the first facet of a radiant woman is that she expresses her life force playfully playfulness. When men come across playful women, it is incredibly attractive. But yet when relationship experts, you know, when we talk about attraction and dating and intimacy, we can make it sound pretty complicated. I I could be guilty of that myself. You might get the impression that you need to be like a relationship rocket scientist in order to get a damn date. Okay. Now, I do believe the best treasure is found in the deepest water, but when it's all said and done, attracting a healthy, sustainable relationship may be as simple as this. 
How much fun are you to be around? How much fun are you to be around? Now, no matter how conventionally beautiful a woman is, how long will anyone date Debbie Downer? I mean, we all want someone to love us, but, you know, how much fun are we? How much fun are we to be around? Are you a playful woman who's lighthearted and able to flirt and tease and laugh and have a good time, maybe even at your own expense? Or are you a serious, somber sourpuss and a drag to be around? You remember what Ferris Bueller said to his friend Cameron? He was describing Cameron. Cameron is so tight, if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you'd have a diamond. Okay? So, do you have a Cameron persona? Are you tight and serious and unable to be playful and to relax? Okay? This is just an... This is such an important thing. To be able to be playful, to to not take ourselves too seriously, to not take life so personally. Right? Um, I can just tell you, men find it really attractive when a woman is playful. Now, that doesn't mean you got to be a comedian. This doesn't mean that you have to be an extrovert if you're not. Every, every woman has their own way when they are, when they're not taking themselves too seriously, when they don't have a lot of fear and a lot of self-consciousness. Every woman has their own version of playfulness. Remember, it's the life force moving freely through your feminine body and through your feminine personality and who you are. But far too women, far too many women are sort of stiff and serious and they're not that much fun to be around. Okay, so that's the first one. That's your nature. You really are a playful person. It really is in there. Now, you might be blocking it, and we'll get to that. The second facet is that a radiant woman, she emanates her sensuality bodily. This is about sensuality. And the senses, you know, hearing, seeing, touching, feeling, tasting, smelling, this is bodily stuff. This is about your body, right? So I want you to picture this. Two beautiful women are walking down the street side by side, right? It's a, imagine it's a gorgeous sunny day and they're going to the same place for the same reason. Furthermore, they're dressed exactly alike, which is fitting because they're identical twins. Okay, can you picture that? Two women walking down the street. They're dressed the same. They look the same. Except that the first woman's body is really stiff, controlled, and tight. Her, her chin is set. Her lips are pursed. Her breath is shallow. Her eyes are locked on a target. Her hips are rigid. Her walk is purposeful. And her mind is focused. She's on a mission to get where she's going. Okay, can you feel that? She's stiff and tight and, and rigid purposeful, focused, pursed. The second woman's body, even though they look identical, is quite different. 
She's walking down the street and she's flowing, almost sashaying down the street, alive with energy and motion. She moves more like a runway model than a drill sergeant, like her twin sister. Her hips are swinging rhythmically to a silent song and her eyes are joyful. They linger and leap from face to face. Every so often she stops to soak in the sun's rays and quietly moans in delight at the warmth on her face. She seems to be making love to the moment, breathing every sight, smell, and sound into her body. And with a smile and an occasional sassy wink, she exhales her love to the world through her heart. Now, which one of those women would you be attracted to? <laughs> okay, right? Now, admittedly, I just described very extremes. A woman very rigid and very tight and very purposeful and very focused and walking and moving in a stiff fashion and a woman who is flowing like the wind, like the water in a river, just moving and rhythmically and breathing and, right? Which one would you find attractive? But see, all too often, women have moved away from their sensuality. Partly because in many aspects of your life, you can't afford that. You do need to be purposeful. You do do need to be focused because perhaps you're raising kids on your own. Perhaps you've got your own business or you're working in in an office, right? So there's a time for a woman to be, frankly, more masculine, okay? But have you lost touch with your sensuality, Have you lost touch with the flow? Remember, radiance is how freely does the life force flow through your feminine form? Okay? That's, I just hope that you really can feel the difference there of kind of a, a stiff woman and a sensual woman. Might you need to learn how to allow your sensuality to come more through your body, through your breath, through your heart. Hmm, sure, who, who, who wouldn't? Okay, facet number three. A, a radiant woman exposes her heart vulnerably. Vulnerability is another divine facet of the feminine. Playfulness, sensuality, vulnerability. This third facet is probably the toughest one of all. The first two, playful and sensual, may not be easy, but at least they're enjoyable. Right? They're not necessarily scary to be playful and in a good mood, to be fun or fun to be around, you know, to be light and playful. Yeah. And and to be sensual, to be in your body, to be doing things to stimulate your senses and to allow pleasure to flow through your body so that you move in a whole different way. It's like you're living in kind of a, a, a very kind of like you're living in a subdued orgasm. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're sensual, it's like you're just feeling love move through your body and it's juicy and right. That's that's kind of fun. That, that's um, that's not that scary. But vulnerability, um, 
now we're starting to get into some things that are kind of scary. But nothing is sexier to a man than an emotionally undefended, naked, vulnerable woman. Really. Nothing is sexier to a man than a, than a woman who's emotionally undefended, who's wide open, who's sort of taking a risk and her heart is exposed. Good men find it incredibly erotic to meet a woman whose arms are not crossed, metaphorically speaking, but are instead spread wide open, revealing a deep yearning to be embraced and claimed. But that type of posture is scary for many women because you've been hurt, right? To be vulnerable, to be real, to be utterly raw in the presence of a man is terrifying. And so many women refuse or they just don't know how to allow their vulnerability to come back, to resurface, because the risk is just too great, okay? So... um. I'm not saying a radiant woman is is one who embraces any man with a pulse or has sex with the first guy that says hello. I'm not saying that when you're vulnerable, you have no boundaries uh, or that you're vulnerable with just anyone, right? Um, a radiant woman has firm boundaries and she willingly enforces them. We're going to get to that in a minute. I mean, she doesn't put up with frat boys and bad boys and mama's boys and phony boys and phobic boys. In fact, she only opens herself completely in the presence of a deeply trustable man. But a radiant woman's normal, everyday posture is to have an open, yearning, undefended heart, refusing to play games, refusing to protect herself from the possibility of pain. I think you probably heard me say that it's easy to put walls up around our hearts and walls will keep you safe, but they'll keep you single. It's only the vulnerable heart that is approachable. It's only the vulnerable heart that anybody can get to. When there's a wall around your heart, yeah, you nobody can get in to hurt you, but nobody can get in to love you either. And I'm just here to tell you, when a man meets a woman whose arms are open, when she's willing to, to be honest, to, to expose her feelings, to share her heart, to, to just not be defended, man, is that sexy. Whew. I mean, I can feel it just as I say it out loud. It's just incredible. Okay? Facet number four that goes with vulnerability. They're kind of Two sides of the same coin. A radiant woman enforces her love fiercely. The feminine is fierce. Right? The feminine, um, you know, there's a danger here to, to, to think that you might have the impression that a, a radiant woman is soft and sweet and sincere, like a, a sweet little flower who, wouldn't, who would never hurt a fly. Nothing could be further from the truth. A radiant woman is all that, but she's also wields a very sharp sword and she will use it in the service of love. You know, the Hindu goddess Kali best represents the, this fierce facet of the divine feminine. 
Kali is a is the fearful and ferocious form of the mother goddess. Kali is represented with perhaps the fiercest features among all the world's deities. She has four arms with a sword in one hand and the head of a demon in the other. <laughs> okay? The message is you don't mess with a radiant woman. When you're in her presence, you better be aligned with love and truth or you'll face her wrath. Right? Good men, men of presence and consciousness are unbelievably attracted to a woman who can't be taken advantage of, who can't be bullied, who will stand up for love, who will challenge him to be his best self. One of the things that I really love about my wife is she won't let me get away with being less than the man that I am. There have been times when she's gotten in my face when I've drank too much and been an idiot, when I've been sort of lost in my career and unclear, right? She just knows who I am and it really pisses her off when I'm being a smaller version of myself, when I'm off my game, when I'm, when I'm triggered and, and, and defensive and when I'm not present, right? Like when my, when my, when I'm not clear with my purpose, when my, my presence is not strong, when my heart is not open, when my, my curious spirit has become defensive and wants to be right, she will, she challenges me. She challenges me to be the man that she knows I am. She doesn't challenge me because she wants me to be a certain way so she can feel safe or feel loved. Now, that would be her ego wanting to control me for her own benefit. No, she's able to stand up and and look at me and say, no, enough of that. Because she knows really who I am. And she, she wants me to be my best for me, not for her. Okay, so this facet balances the previous one. Oh, yes, a, a radiant woman is vulnerable. But a radiant woman's anger ensures that her vulnerability isn't abused or mistaken for weakness. Yeah, her arms are wide open. But like Kali, she has a sword in one of her arms, in one of her hands. So in this sense, a radiant woman is like Jesus, who was both gentle and humble at heart, and someone who would go into a rage to enforce a boundary in the temple. You remember that? The story of Jesus was he was he was a very gentle, loving, compassionate man. But when he walked into a temple and he saw people abusing the house of God, he made a whip and he drove everybody. He turned over their damn temples and he drove them out. Right. So Jesus is kind of the man who you know, is embodying both the best of the masculine and feminine in one being, the two faces of God, you could say, is a pretty good illustration of vulnerability and fierceness. Okay? This is what you are as a woman. You don't have to become these things. Man, that fierceness is in you. The vulnerability is in you. So is the sensuality and the playfulness. Now, the fifth one is, a radiant woman expresses her truth. 
spontaneously. It's all about spontaneity. But this is connected to her truth. There was a movie made in 1992. It was called A League of Their Own. It started Tom Hanks and he was managing an all-girls baseball team. I think Madonna was in it, I think. Um, not positive of that. But one of the greatest scenes in the movie is where Tom Hanks berates one of the girls for a bad play in, in baseball. There's a girls' baseball team. And she begins to cry. He, he, he's ripping her for a bad play. And she cries. And then he, he responds, there's no crying in baseball. See, in other words, baseball is not a place for emotional expression especially sadness. That's girl stuff. It doesn't belong here. Okay. Now I recognize it's just a movie, but that's a message. Our masculine dominated culture has given women for centuries. Girl stuff, emotional expression is not welcome. There is a general dislike, perhaps even a disdain for the feminine way. And consequently, most women are afraid of expressing their true feelings spontaneously, currently, in the moment, especially around men who far too often run, recoil, or even retaliate when they do. So women have learned to hide their emotions or at least be very careful in how they express them. But a radiant woman refuses to do that. Remember, it's the life force flowing through her feminine form. And she isn't embarrassed or apologetic about her emotional way. She will not hide her feelings because of society's pressure or men's incapacity to handle it. She's committed to expressing her truth spontaneously in a raw, real way. Isn't that beautiful? I'm telling you, you might think men don't like that, but the good men really do. The, the good men love the reality of what you're experiencing and feeling, they want to hear it. They can handle it. They want you to be current, to be spontaneous, to be responsive. I mean, think about this. Don't men want that with you in bed? Don't they, don't they want to touch you and have your body respond without thought? Right? Don't, don't we want to touch a woman and we, we, we can hear her breath catch, right, in pleasure? Don't we want to touch your breasts or someplace on your body and hear you moan and hear you respond? If we're doing something that's painful in sex, don't we want to hear you say, ow, stop, that hurts? Of course we do. We really do want your spontaneous reflecting of your truth and your feelings and your emotions. Good men want that in bed all the time. Good men want that to happen everywhere in the house, <laughs> not just in the bedroom. Okay? But it's part of your nature, your, your, your emotional tenderness, your sensitivity. Um, we really want that. We find that very attractive. It's challenging for us, no doubt. It can be overwhelming. The feminine flow is powerful, just like it's like the ocean. The ocean's beautiful, right? And we love the ocean, but the ocean can be raging and can be emotional and it can and it can be dangerous. Right? The ocean can ruin you in a heartbeat, right? So men 
have a deep respect for the feminine fury, for the feminine love, and all forms. But good men do not want, you know, subdued women. They want, they want spontaneity. They want real emotional expression coming from the heart, moving through the body, whether it's in the bedroom or otherwise. Does that make sense? And then lastly, the sixth facet is a radiant woman energizes her man sexually. Do I have to say women love sex? Uh, in fact, contrary to popular opinion, opinion, women are more sexual than men. I mean, a, a feminine's very nature is love, so her hunger and capacity for sexual relationship exceeds the masculine. When a woman is with a man she can deeply trust, her sexual power is unleashed. She can have sex more often. She can have more orgasms. Right, A man just cannot keep up with a woman sexually. But that, that sexuality is really released only when she feels safe, only when she feels a man is worthy of that part of her. But when she does, look out. But the part about this is there is something about your sexuality that energizes a man. It's, it's sort of inspiring. It's sort of um, motivating. And in fact, look, look what men will do for a woman's sexuality. So a radiant woman knows the power of her sex. She knows the power of her sexuality. And she uses it very wisely in the service of love. Okay, now this is a, this is a deep, deep, topic that perhaps we'll get into in, in its own podcast at one time or another. But I just wanna I just want to stop right there and say, does that does that make sense? That's what you are as a woman. You're this playful, sensual, vulnerable, fierce, spontaneous, sexual creature. And when you let that stuff fly, when you let that when you let those things freely move through your feminine form, oh my God, men can't resist that. We don't want to resist that. We want to dive into it. We want to, we want to worship it. We want to give our lives to it. We want to devote ourselves to it. And that's really who you are. But it can be blocked. I'm going to give you four ways in which your radiance can be blocked. And I do so to challenge you to to think, are one or all or some of these true of me? Is it possible that maybe my love life is not what I want it to be because I'm blocking my radiance in one of these four ways? That's the question. I don't want you to focus on the six facets of the divine feminine. I'd rather have you focus on how do I remove the clouds? The sun will shine all by itself. There's nothing really to learn about playfulness and sensuality and vulnerability and spontaneity. It's automatic. It will just flow out of your body. It would just, it's natural to who you are as long as you're not blocking it. So you will shine like the sun if you remove the blocks. 
So let me give, let me give you four, and they're all B words. I, and I do that maybe to help you remember them. The first way you can block your radiance is if you are someone who blames. Blaming will make your mood and your appearance dark, right? Blaming, whining, complaining, that kind of negativity, the finger pointing, the you did this to me, right? That that just darkens your shine. And you you've experienced that in your own body that when you're really feeling at the effect of someone and you're blaming someone for what they did to you, you can feel the contraction in your body, can you not? You can feel the sort of the darkness of your mood. And certainly when blame is occurring in your body, men can pick it up. They they can witness that negativity. They can they can witness the energy that's flowing through your body because it's sort of blocked by blame. These blocks are like plaque in your arteries. They block the flow of blood and you're going to have a heart attack and die, (laughs) right? So blame, how often do you catch yourself blaming other people for what's happening in your life, for what you're feeling, for how you're being treated, for how you're experiencing dating. I just did a podcast the other day uh, because I do my own podcast, but very often I get interviewed on other people's podcasts. And I was doing this podcast and and there's two co-hosts and they were telling me that they have a Facebook page. And, you know, a lot of their viewers and listeners are on the Facebook page and they post memes and, you know, comments about what's happening in their dating life because I think the podcast is called the dating days or something like that. Um, And what they told me is like most of the posts on the Facebook are really negative. It's, it's women sort of letting loose on what happened to them in a date or what men have done or what the online thing is like or what they're experiencing. And what they were saying is these women are just unleashing their blame. And I, I'm just like, Can you imagine reading that Facebook page and hearing all the stories of blame and what's happened and what they did to me and what men and, you know, this, that. Would you feel attracted to a person that's in that state of consciousness, right? I'm not saying awful things don't happen in the dating scene. I'm not saying people haven't cheated on each other and betrayed each other and ghosted each other and gaslighted each other. But there really is a way of being with things that happen in life and not have it darken your mood. You can really kind of let some of that go. In fact, you could even take responsibility. If you listen to a lot of my podcasts, you know that I really stand for for not blaming and taking responsibility for your experience. What, what are you doing to create the situation and what can you do to fix it? That's sort of empowering. But when you're blaming, you're kind of in a disempowered victim place. And I don't think anybody finds victim mentality very sexy. So replacing blame with responsibility or replacing blame with gratitude brightens your shine. 
right? Just imagine what you'd be like in the dating scene around people, around women, around men, and you're speaking of of things that you're kind of happy about and grateful for and things that are that you're appreciating and noticing and enjoying versus what's coming out of your mouth is blame and and injury and negativity you, you follow me i mean it, uh, this, this this is not rocket science you're just less attractive when you're blaming you're more attractive when you're taking responsibility when you're claiming responsibility and you're living from a place of gratitude Right, so that's the shift—the shift from blaming to claiming responsibility. The shift from blaming to gratitude. When you make that shift, you you remove the clouds. I think a great commitment to make if you want to attract a, a great relationship, just make a commitment to yourself that you will not blame. You will not speak negativity and blame ever again. You will not blame anyone for anything. Instead, you will be looking for what is my part in what happened? What did I do that if I hadn't done that, this would never have turned out this way? Now, those are powerful themes. The ego does not like it. You might even feel yourself recoiling right now. Like, Roy, how dare you say that I can't blame my ex for cheating on me? Well, if you want to hold on to that energy and live in that blame, I'm just telling you, you are... You are limiting your ability to be attractive and to be desirable in the dating world. Okay, so that's just one, blaming. A second one is beliefs. Another way you can block your feminine shine and your radiance is by things that you believe. When you hold on to beliefs like I'm unlovable or I'm unwanted or that I'm not good enough, or I'm not attractive enough, right? I mean, who doesn't have some of these core stories of deficiency, right? Who, who doesn't have their insecurities and their kind of deep inner beliefs that you don't ever talk about very much and you almost don't want to talk about them, and right? But when those are in there, when you believe that somehow you're flawed or you're unworthy or unlovable or unwanted, well, then that, do you see how obviously that darkens your shine? I'm not worthy of love or I'm unlovable. Now, you might have real good reasons to feel that way about yourself. So nobody here is, certainly not me, is denying that you might have been raised in an environment and heard messages that that you took that way or that were even meant for you that way. Maybe people told you that you're not worthy or you're not lovable or something's wrong with you or you're not good enough or no one's ever going to love you or something. Perhaps you've been raised in that kind of abuse and that kind of negativity. So no shame for having that, for having some of these beliefs. But you might need to really do some work there, right? Some what I would call inquiry work, inquiring into your beliefs, putting them on paper and examining them. Is that true that I'm unlovable? Is it true that I'm unworthy? Where did that come from? What does it do to my body when I, when I believe that story? Who would I be without that story? Well, you'd be a radiant woman. 
But beliefs are also not just those inner core stories of deficiency, but beliefs that, you know, all men are assholes, all men want one thing, you know, all the good ones are taken or gay, you know, those kinds of beliefs too darken your radiance. Right? So you, you, so the, the first one was sort of checking about the blame that might be coming out of your mouth. It's not your words. This belief, so like what's going on in your head? The, that voice in your head can really be sabotaging your radiance because it's believing things about you that aren't true and it's believing things about men or the dating scene or online dating that maybe you have experienced personally but you know are not fundamental truths. Not all men are assholes. Not all men cheat. You know, all men don't want one thing, right? All men want sex, just like all women want sex. But not all, all men just want that only. Sure, some do, no doubt. Some men are assholes. And you can have a lot of terrible experiences in the dating scene. Again, no one, I'm not disputing that at all. But when you really examine those beliefs, very often we don't think of those beliefs in kind of a rational way. We, we take them as generalized statements that are just true. Men are assholes, right? And, and when you walk into a place that's filled with men and you sort of have that belief, I'm sorry, but you can't just get rid of it. You can't hide that. It's going to come through your aura. It's going to come through your radiance is going to come through in your attitude. Men can pick it up when, when you're, when you, you know, when you've, we've got some of these beliefs and some of these, these things, right? People can feel this stuff, right? They can feel it when you're insecure and feel like you're unlovable or unwanted or not good enough. People can pick up on that. They can, that's what I mean about radiance. It shines or it doesn't. Okay. So that's the second one. The third one I might say for for a B word would be business. Your career, your job can really be darkening your radiance. Now, there's a reason for that. Any type of career, even if you're working for Victoria's Secret, okay, any type of career or job is masculine. The business world is all about structure and deadlines and budgets and direction and sales and achieving things and getting things done. These are that's masculine stuff. And perhaps you're really good at it. Perhaps you're great in the business world. But what happens sometimes is the business persona that you have of being kicking ass and taking names and you're in charge and you're the boss and you're structured and disciplined and well you can become like that woman I described earlier that's walking down the street with that purpose with that rigidity with that sort of masculine flavor because you're in the masculine realm all day at work okay so when you're in the masculine realm and in your masculine energy all day at work and then you go out to happy hour or you're going to go on a date. Whoa, you got to make a shift. Because 
you're not radiant when you're being businesslike. You're not, you're not, you're not showing your, the life force isn't moving through your feminine form when you, you have on your masculine persona to kick ass and take names and get things done during the day. It's not a bad thing that you're doing that. It's just that you need to make a shift so that you go on a date in your feminine, which is what masculine people are attracted to. Okay, now, this is a huge topic. I deal with this with my clients all the time because a lot of times my clients, the, the female ones, are very successful professionally. They're kicking ass and taking names. And they're like, why is my personal life not very good? And why am I not connecting? And sometimes they, they discover, well, because I'm taking that masculine way and I'm being that on a date. And when two masculines are together, there is no sexual chemistry. There might be respect, but if you're in your masculine and I'm a masculine creature, when I'm around you, I might respect you, but I'm not going to want to claim your heart. Because you're not showing me your heart. You're showing me your head and your effectiveness or your, your masculine side. So this leads to something that I call smudging. I think today's women need to learn to smudge the masculine off of their bodies when they leave work. That might mean changing clothes. You don't go out on a date or go hang out with friends in your work outfits, your work clothes. You might put on clothes that really express your radiance or express your emotions, express your feelings in that moment, right? But you don't go to work in that stuff. That, that's sort of inappropriate in the workplace. And so, But you might have to smudge the masculine attitude of discipline, structure, you know, clear communication, you know, uh, direction, giving orders. Um, you know, you might have to smudge some of that off of you. So that's a wonderful part of you, but you got to leave it at work. <laughs> and you can't go on a date like that girl because guys aren't going to find her real sexy. You need to kind of put on that feminine. You need to bring that to the fore. You need to bring that forward. And so sometimes I use that word smudging, like you're getting rid of evil spirits because in a sense you are, right? Not that your masculine is bad and it's wonderful. It's serving you and perhaps providing for your children and for your family and so forth, right? But I'm just saying that woman, if I'm meeting her, when I know that you're successful at work and you're kicking ass and taking names, I respect that. I I want a woman who's successful and on her game and handling herself and running her own business or doing something with her life professionally. I, I, don't, I don't want some damsel in distress. It's just that I don't want to have sex with that part of you. <laughs> I want to have sex with the feminine part of you. Right? That's the part I want to dive into. It's like, oh, yeah, I respect that part of you right? and, and love it. Right, but I don't want to dance with that. I want to dance with, with the feminine, with the flow of your playfulness and your sensuality and your vulnerability and your spontaneity and your fierceness and your sexuality. Right, None of that is masculine. 
those six facets of the divine feminine, none of that is masculine. That's all feminine. I'm not saying the masculine isn't playful or something, but the masculine is more about clarity and presence and openness of heart. You know, it's not about vulnerability. It's not about sensuality. You wouldn't find that stuff sexy in a man. If a man was more sensual and more into beauty and the flow of love in his life than you were, (laughs) I'm sorry, you might respect him, but you wouldn't want to have sex with him. You're attracted to that strong, masculine presence that's clear in its direction. That's what makes you swoon. But the opposite's true. He is attracted to those facets of the divine feminine. That's what makes him get an erection. That's what makes him want to enter your body and enter your life. It's not the respect he might have for you in running your company. That doesn't make him want to fuck you. That makes him maybe want to respect you, maybe do business with you. So the radiance here, needs you need to smudge that stuff off of you. So in this sense, it's kind of harder to be a woman than a man in today's world. Men can go from work in the same energy on a date, and you find it attractive. Women can't go from work in the same energy. We won't find it attractive. We'll, we'll find it respectable, but we won't want to dance with it. We won't want to play with it. We won't want to enter it and penetrate it and love it. You follow me? So women have to smudge. They have to make a shift in energies from work or the professional to the personal. That takes some skill. We could talk for for days about that, and I do with my clients. That takes some skill to make that kind of shift, but it's necessary. And then lastly, last but not least, the last B word that blocks your shine is baggage. You knew that was coming, right? It's baggage from the past, the hurts, the pains, the wounds, the scars from being betrayed or lied to or ghosted or just disappointed, right? You've heard me say that the only people in the world that don't have baggage are the babies in a maternity ward, right? Everybody else has got baggage. You have baggage. Nothing wrong with that. But when the baggage is alive in you, when that pain is alive in you, it blocks your shine, right? Because you're going to be guarded. You're going to be suspicious. You're, you're going to be in the dating world with an inability to trust. You won't be spontaneous. You won't be vulnerable. You won't allow your sensuality and your playfulness to come through because you've, you've, the pain is alive in you and it's, it's blocking that shine and it's going to keep you from being your natural self. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just something you have to work on. You, you need to let go of your baggage. You need to be able to trust again. And again, that's what I do as a coach is helping people get unblocked and dealing with their past making peace with their past so that they can approach the next relationship with a wide open, playful, sensual, vulnerable, fierce, spontaneous, and sexual heart, right? It just takes a little bit of work. So you don't have to work at, at 
developing the radiant facets, but you might need to do some work on getting unblocked. So are one of those fours your thing? Or perhaps a couple of them? Are you interested in working with me and getting unblocked so that your radiance shines like the sun and when it does, you're going to be irresistible. You will not be single for long. I don't know how the time frame works. That's, that's God's business. But I am telling you, you will not be single for long if you end blame and deal with some of those negative beliefs that you carry around and you make the shift from being a businesswoman to a sensual woman and if you let go of your baggage you do that oh my god a man is going to scoop you up so fast and make your head spin but it does take some work to get there so let me know if i can help you with this kind of stuff right now i'm an expert at this this is what i do i've devoted my life to learning how to do this for myself and for my clients and everybody around me this is this is what i do <laughs> okay so I'd love the opportunity to help you with this. And so again, you reach out to me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com or 407-687-3387. So maybe your New Year's resolution is I want to be a radiant woman and I'm going to work on getting unblocked. And then you tell me what happens by the time we come around to 2023. I'll bet you everything is different in your life. All right. I look forward to hearing from you. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.